And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccinations. So today we have Christy Dobbs, who's back with us, who we've interviewed before. And today we're going to focus on the fact that she has applied to testify before the FDA on October 26th uh, next week, where they're going to have a vote on whether or not uh, they approve the vaccines for five to 11 year olds. So Christy, we know that you took your vaccine shots earlier this year. You have been a rock, up, you know, up valley, valley peaks and valleys in terms of uh, a diminishment of health. And tell us, tell us to keep, you know, focused on the FDA testimony. Tell us why you're doing it, and and tell us, you know, what has led up to your decision to do it. Well, first and foremost, you know, I had an immediate reaction following the vaccine. So I know that my Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine has caused all of my health ailments. Um, I had my vaccine in January. I was very fortunate to get a visit with the National Institute of Health, the NIH, um, in March. And at that time, it was unknown as to what was going on with me. Um, we scheduled for me to send my blood samples to them so that they could see if there was anything abnormal going on. To the NIH. To the NIH. Yeah, to the NIH. And mm -hmm. um, at that time, they were going to run a whole host of tests on that to see if they could figure out what was going on with me. I still to date have not heard any of the results from sending my blood to them. But it is documented with my visit with them to not have my children be vaccinated. It, I do not know if it is because of what was going on with me or if it was because we need to find out what the mechanism of action is that's happening to adults. Um, because I am not the only one. We clearly know I am not the only one that is having adverse effects from all of the COVID vaccines. Um, and so I'm making it my mission because I have met personally met and seen with my eyes a 12 year old girl that has been affected from the vaccine you're talking and about I, you're talking about maddie i'm talking about maddie yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um to see all that that poor little girl has had to go through and as an adult you know i feel like this is the reason why i have gone through this so that i can protect my children and not only do I want to protect my four children, I want to protect as many children as I can that are out there. God love you for that. Now, now let's back up and, and let's let, let's start naming names here, because when you gave your blood to the NIH, it was a program that was run by um, two doctors and you had a tele tele. What do they call that? A telemedical visit with tele one of them. Tele okay, telehealth. And. Who ran this program or is running this program, I should say, because it's in the present tense? Well, his name is Avin Avindra Nath. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing his first name correctly, 
Um, and then under him, one of his colleagues is Farenza Safavi. Dr. Safavi is what we call her. And I had my telehealth visit with Dr. Safavi. And at that time, um, again, they weren't even really quite sure what was going on with our reactions after the vaccine. They knew that it was happening from the vaccine. Um, that was clearly stated in the appointment with her. Um, but they were still not quite sure what to label it. Um, Did you suggest to her any of the uh, the things you were hearing about? Any, oh, any yeah. of the diagnosis? And did you bring it up to her at the time? And how did she respond? I did. I brought up transverse myelitis. I brought up Guillain-Barre syndrome. I brought up um, if it could possibly be a, a, a re- um, not a reinfection, but uh, when your body brings back up an infection that you've had, like a past um, Epstein-Var or mono or something like that. I had never had those to my knowledge, but, you know, I possibly could have when I was younger and healthier. And then this had, the vaccine had triggered that. Um, I also asked about mast cell activation syndrome. We have a few in our Facebook group that were being diagnosed with that. Right. At the time, I was told that they did not know much about max mast cell activation syndrome, and um, they could not give me any information on that. So but, did, did, did they, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. finish. Oh, I was just going to say, since I've seen them in March, I just recently was diagnosed with mast cell activation syndrome. Um, so again, from March until October, I've had to endure, you know, all of those months still with no diagnosis and no leads on any medical direction from NIH or um, immunologists, allergists, um, even PCP um, here at home. So when you, and when you applied, and I guess this is a portal that you apply to testify at the, during the hearing of the FDA, it's a public comments section. Are you going to share with them that you in fact have been diagnosed? with this? I sure will. Yeah. I want them to know because it is known and you can look up, there's a website called mast cell 360. It is known that vaccines can trigger mast cell activation. And I cannot testify to this, but it does say on the website that known neurotoxins that are in vaccines are basically what triggers mast cell activation syndrome. Um, in my informed consent before I received the vaccine, I did not know that there were neurotoxins that were inside of, of the Pfizer vaccine. Since, I, since then, I've done my research and I have found that there are specific ingredients in there that could have triggered this mast cell um, activation syndrome. And is this a conclusive medical diagnosis that your doctor has given you now? As, as I mean, he has no doubt that this is what you have. We are still waiting on genetic testing so that he can have that 100% proof, um, as well as some other blood tests that I'm waiting for results from. But in his, you know, 20 plus years of um, being a medical doctor, uh, as soon as I started telling him all of my symptoms, he just kept shaking his head. Yes, yes, yes. And at the end, after I was done, he said, I can tell you, this is 99% probability that you have mast cell activation activation syndrome and some form of histamine response, um, which is why I had my immediate reaction on site. I, it probably uh, threw off a whole host of histamine issues, which triggered the mast cell. 
Is there anything else that you would like to say to the FDA? I mean, beyond what you've just shared with us, if you were to be chosen to testify or given the green light to testify? Well, actually, right before I came on, I just checked my email and I have been chosen as a participant to be able to speak for three minutes on October the 26th at this FDA public hearing. And I have not prepared my speech yet because three minutes is not a lot of time, but I will try to fit in as much um, of the proper documentation that I've had done to myself, as much of the proper documentation that needs to be presented to prove that these vaccine adverse reactions are happening and also to prove that we are being ignored. We have been trying to have people from far and wide hear our voices since December of 2020 when these vaccine reactions started. And again, it hasn't been an anti-vax campaign. It has been an information campaign. We want this information out there so that people can make informed decisions for themselves and for their children. Because by gosh, by golly, if this hadn't happened to me, and if I would have vaccinated my children and this happened to them, I would never forgive myself for what I put them through. And I just think that the, the public needs to know all facets of this. There are good and there are bad stories that happen from the vaccine and all we're being told is the good. We need to have the bad side told so that we can see that there are different sides to this. Then they can make the decision based off of the information that they know, the true information, because our stories are true. We are not misinformation, although we are being labeled that. And I want that to come across with 100% accuracy that everything that comes out of my mouth is true. Christy, we thank you for coming back. You are always welcome. You know that and any of the Vax injured are welcome to be interviewed by us. And we wish you the best of luck with the FDA and the fight to protect the children all over the world because it doesn't just affect children in America. Pfizer and all the other U.S. pharmaceuticals are being shipped overseas into foreign countries. So this is a global fight for children. God bless you and we wish you well. Indeed. Thanks, Christine. You're more than welcome.